Dadhood. Modern Dadhood Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode... We're at two. Episode two of Modern Dadhood. I need to turn my headphones up just a little bit, and maybe, Mark, you can introduce yourself. Adam, thank you so much. My name is Mark. Welcome to Modern Dadhood. Adam, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I I will. Uh, My name is Adam Flaherty, and uh, I'm excited to be recording in here with you today. You're the host. I I don't know. Yeah. You're the host. I'm the co-host. Do you think? Yeah. Because I sort of feel like it's a co-host, co-host situation. No. No. Well, you know what? We'll let the people decide. Yeah, yet to be determined. If you missed the first episode, go back and listen to that first episode because you will learn about the format of this show and what you might be looking to get out of listening to this program. Mark, if you only had one statement to sum up this entire podcast, what would it be? Dad's having a conversation. Is that too short? Yeah, it's too short. We're dads having a conversation about being dads, about the joys of being a dad, about the trials of being a dad, the good... The dad, nope, nope. <laughs> you did it on purpose. No. Yes, you did. I did. Yeah. I did. Zach, what do you think? What I would say is that modern dadhood is an ongoing conversation about the joys, the challenges, and the general insanity of being a dad in this moment. That's really well put. Right off the top of my head. That's why you're the host. Yeah. So if you would like to see what Mark Checkett and Adam Flaherty look like, Go to moderndadhood.com where you'll see a video and you'll get a feel for uh, for who we are as human beings. You'll be surprised at how put together we are. It really is impressive. A sincere thank you to Chris Ballou, also known as Casper Baby Pants, incredible musician, creates music for children and their families, very special human being, somebody that I've looked up to and found inspiration from for decades now. Um, He was so generous in uh, uh, allowing us to use his song for the intro to our show. Also a big thank you to my personal friend, Spencer Albee, a fellow musician who uh, also contributed heavily to the music for Modern Dadhood. Fun fact about Chris Ballou, he's a dad. A dad of two. Yeah. What's new, Mark? Oh, well, uh, what isn't? I'm Mm -hmm. tired. (laughs) <laughs> my back hurts. That's actually a new thing with me. My back hurts. I'm not yet 40 years old. I won't say exactly how old I am, but I'm not yet 40 years old. Okay. But my back feels way older than 40 years old. And I just, I realized the other day that I got, I have to do something about it. Like I have to do something about it because it's getting, I have two children. We've, we've covered this in episode one but I have two young children. They're, they're 19 months old. I have twin boys and one of them is much heavier than the other one. And he, um, wants to be held a lot. And so I have to pick him up a lot and it's tiring. It's really tiring. And my back, they're identical, right? No. Oh, they're fraternal. I knew that. Yeah. They're fraternal. I was just going to say, if they were identical, one of them has, has no business being larger than the other. They're supposed to be the same in every way. They're supposed to be the same. For their whole lives. That's true. Look at Mary Kate and Ashley. They're both like equally dead. (laughs) I think they're the same person. Straight up cadavers. 
It is the same person. So that's what's new with you. You got pain. Yeah, it's just the pain. That's what's new. Kids, man, kids are so resilient. And then you get to a certain age. For me, it was like probably, I don't know, 32 or 33 when I was like, yeah, man, I, I feel it when, you know, I, it wasn't directly correlated to having children. It was something just about the age where mm-hmm. like you get hurt, you get, you, you get hurt a little bit and it just, it hits you hard. It lasts a lot longer. You don't bounce back. I don't like what I, what I don't like is waking up and being in pain. Mm-hmm. But like when I went to bed, I wasn't in pain. Mm-hmm. What happened overnight? I got that too. I wonder, am I like clenching my whole body while I sleep? I don't know. I don't know about what you're doing when you're sleeping anyway. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not there. Can I share something that's new with me? My girls, my two girls, five and a half and two and a half have always been really um, historically good sleepers, but my two and a half year old has been just like really challenging lately. So we put her to bed and she will, she used to, we used to put her in, she used to, we read books. She'd say, basically say, put me in my bed, Hmm. put me in my crib, in my toddler bed, whatever. And then she would say, go, you go. She'd cast us away. Mm -hmm. We, We laughed about it, but it like, you know, she would send us away and she would sleep all night. And, uh, and now she's getting out of bed as soon as we put her in. And then we try to reason with her. We put her back in bed and she's out again. And then we put her back in bed and she's out again. And it's this, uh, it's like this game and it's really frustrating. And then the same thing happens in the morning. So at like 4am she wakes up and she gets out of bed and then you put her back in bed and you tell her it's not time to get up. Everybody's still sleeping. You got to be sleeping. You need your rest. She's back out of bed again. And it's this game and it's making me a crazy person. What is, what, Adam, mm-hmm. what has, is something changed? Has like, has there been like a, like a change, meaning like even something simple, right? Like a bed, like was the bed changed? Was the room changed around? Is something different that was... We changed her crib into a toddler bed when she started crawling out of her crib. Mm. And so now she has the ability to get out of her bed. But that was months ago, and she was sleeping fine for a long time after that. So, I mean, yes, things are changing in their bodies all the time. She's probably just at a stage when there's, like, some kind of crazy change happening. And, you know, she's confused and irrational and doesn't know how to process it. And I just need to, like, be supportive of it and just know that, like, we'll get through it, which I totally know we will because everything's a phase. Mm. it's just frustrating when you're in the middle of it and you feel like you desperately need one more hour of sleep. But then like I'll, I will resort to like going into her room and laying down next to her on the floor and hope, hoping that she'll stay in her bed long enough to like realize she's exhausted and fall back to sleep. And what she does is lays there for a minute and then her little hand comes over the edge and it starts touching me on the face and playing with my hair and putting the fingers in my ears. And, but it's like, and it's, I'm both, I'm simultaneously so annoyed and it's like so charming too. Yeah. And I just love her so much. So that's what's up with me. (laughs) So on to today's theme, um, we may condense this title, but the general idea of the theme today is how to be an awesome dad when our schedules don't align. So I'm very lucky that my wife and I work similar enough schedules that we're both generally working at the same time. She gets home a little earlier than I do, but generally we have the evenings together with the girls and neither of us work weekends. And, you know, I I try to not take that for granted. 
also very like realistic that that's, that's not the case for everybody. And a lot of times um, there are partners whose schedules don't align and it ends up feeling, you know, like you are alone with your children most of the time. And so I'm hoping to explore with our guest who happens to be a personal friend, Josh Seacott, um, how you can, you cannot speak yet. You haven't, you back in your cage. We'll take the microphone away. Uh, um, some of the challenges that come along with that and maybe some of the positives that come along with having, you know, more um, one-on-one time with your kids um, without your spouse too. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can, when, you know, talk about some, some tough things and some, and find some wins too. This is a very interesting topic to me uh, because I don't, I do not have this, this type of scenario. My, my wife works from home. God bless her. She's always at home. And actually right now, so are, are the kids. We have a nanny. So it's her, the two children, and the nanny home all the time. That's a topic for another podcast. Wait, nanny's there now? Not right now. No, we 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 let her leave sometimes. I was gonna say it's like that sounds like an au pair situation. Yeah, no, I it's thought the, there was somebody else in the cage with we me. We didn't we, <laughs> we didn't go that far. So whenever I leave in the morning, she's there. Whenever I get home at night, I, I leave for the day uh, for work. She's always there, and it's hard enough to figure out communication. So to me, it's a, it's kind of mind blowing. I wouldn't even begin to be able to wrap my mind around being able to communicate with a partner, particularly like about children or even some of the just more mundane parts about life. I mean, you're paying bills together. You're doing all sorts of things together that you've got to come to decisions together uh, for. So I'm just really interested to, to hear what that's like. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I, I'm not. You are not I can't, I can't, I can't relate to that. That, that sounds amazing. (laughs) So I think it's time to introduce our, our guest. Give him his microphone back. So, uh, Josh Seacott, um, a personal friend, uh, we've known each other for, I don't, I don't know how many years, eight years, something like that. Yeah. I would say about that. How long, when did you and Jenna get married? Jenna and I got married six years ago. Yeah. So, and I met you probably... A year-ish before that. Yep. Something like that. Adam was the videographer at my wedding. Yeah, mm. I used to do a lot of weddings. That's, that's nice. Right. And now we've developed a friendship that's beyond um, a business relationship where you um, paid me handsomely to film your wedding and I did a mediocre job. Wait, I didn't check the receipts on that. We paid you handsomely? You have no idea. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. This is what happens when your wife does the finances. I, I actually, Six years later, uh, it comes out. I actually set right. up recurring payments. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's where my $45 is going every year. So uh, Josh works at a restaurant. You're the general manager? Yes. At York River Landing. Yep. In York, Maine, so close to where we record Modern Dadhood. But I know that in the hospitality food service business, hours can be kind of crazy. Um, it, it is very hectic, and you know, listening to both of you talk about your own respective circumstances is like, yeah, this is why you know I kind of, I kind of have to do something different. You know, I. I work a, a kind of set schedule, but it's not, you know, the same schedule as your nine to fivers. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm actually jealous of that. Um, my schedule is I have, you know, three nights with my kids and then um, I'm gone for an entire day, then gone for an entire day uh, and then have an entire day with them. And then I'm gone for an entire day. 
So it's, it's very difficult when I think about it that way. So my time with them is much more precious and that's, it's not something I got right away. It was something I had to like develop, you know, like when I told you before, like those are those moments that you need to like cherish. I have to do that with everything because like you and, and, and you, Mark, I love my kids like more than anything. So time with them is precious and, you know, I don't have as much as I'd want. And, you know, to solve that, I'd have to get a different job and, you know, that would change. It would just throw our lives in, you know, upside down. So I have to deal with what I have. So coping skills, I think, is, is kind of what I have to do. You know, I have to, I have to make the most of the time that I have. And then when I'm not with them, you know, it's not like I can't think about them. It's just I can't dwell on things. If I thought about it, I could make myself cry. You know, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the episode. I wouldn't need Field of Dreams. I would just, you know, think of something that, you know, I missed with my kids. And I'd be like, oh, God, I'm not there for that. <laughs> uh, but then I'd have to snap out of it because somebody's steak was overcooked. And I'd have to go, you know, kiss their butt and tell them, you know, well, yeah, make and, them happy. And two things. One is that it's easy to like, let yourself go there. Like I'm not there for my kids, but, but we all know that that's also not true. I mean, there are people who aren't there because they're incapable of like in emotionally investing on that level. You are like a wonderful father. You just have a job that like sometimes keeps you away when you would like to be there. Does it mean you're not there for them? The other thing is when I'm thinking about my kids or feeling bad, you know, I'm, I'm traveling, I'm away for a few days. I'm feeling bad about not being there. I do find that like you said somebody's steak, you know, is like overcooked. It's, it's good to have those distractions because then you're, you're not dwelling on it and letting your, letting yourself get into a funk about it. Very true. Yeah. And I do, I have those distractions all the time when you're like managing, managing people is, you know, one of the most difficult things you can do. And, you know, in the restaurant industry, like it's pretty darn difficult. There's always something happening. There's always, 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 I need this, I need that. So it, it is, I, I happen to be lucky where I do have that particular job where I am distracted. So that's how I get through. That's, that's my coping is just, you know, my job. When it's just you with the kids, because your wife works in healthcare and, and her schedule varies a lot too, right? She's on yeah, call a lot. Yeah, so we, she, can, we can get into that too. Yeah. yeah. So when it's just you with the kids, tell me about your time with them. How do they interact with you? And how is that maybe different from how they interact with Jenna when she, when it's just her and the kids? So it's a good question. I, I think my wife would agree that our kids, for the most part, don't change. You know, it's not like, hey, we're with dad. You know, let's, you know, go through toilet paper at the neighbor's house or go light some flaming dog poop on somebody's front porch. It's, it's more me where I want to go do that stuff with them because I feel like I have to make up for the time that I wasn't there. Like my wife is amazing. You know, both your respective wives, I guarantee you, they're also amazing in your eyes. My wife is like my hero. You know, we were kind of talking about that. Like, who is our our mentor? Who's our person that we look at, like, and we strive to be, we want to emulate? It's my wife, hmm. like 100%. She is an amazing person. And, you know, I don't know how she does it, you know, with me gone so much. So... I feel like I'm like, oh, geez, she's so great. I need to live up to that. I need to like, I need to do all these things and make up for my time. So there's a lot of, 
you know, that thinking when it, when it comes to being alone with my kids, you know, I'm like, let's go out to dinner. Let's go do something fun. And when they're tired, I'm like, no, you're not tired. You can stay up for an extra half hour. And they're like, no, dad, we want to go to sleep. I'm like, no, you guys can stay up. Um, but you know, I, I find myself, I change when I'm alone with them. You know, if it's my wife and I, you know, we we parent together. We do things as a family and, you know, she has her jobs. I have my job and, you know, everything really works. And I feel like I have to make up for that when I'm alone. I also will, um, when it's just me and the girls, whisk them off for adventures. But I think that it's not because I strive to be the fun dad. I think it's because I go stir crazy sitting around the house and I would rather take them out somewhere and just get them, get them out of their element, you know, and see how they interact with the world and with other people, you know? So when you take them out to do those fun things or to go on those adventures and make those memories and you tell your wife about it later that night, or you send her pictures of you off doing some kind of crazy adventure, you know, going to the beach or a restaurant or whatever it is, does she get jealous or is she like, you know, does she feel like you are um, trying to be like the fun parent? Is there any sort of frustration or animosity? There, there is a little bit about, there is a little of that. But the times when I'm alone with them, it's when she's off doing something else. You know, so I, I try, because she's alone with them the entire day on Sunday and then, you know, alone on, you know, Thursday nights and Friday nights. So when she asks to go do something, like, oh, I'm going to go do yoga with some friends, I'm always 100%, yeah, go. Absolutely go. I'll take care of the kids. So there's not really that aspect of it where I need to like send her pictures. It's because she's out doing her own thing, you know, so I, I don't really need to do that. But she does accuse me of that sometimes, like that I'm the fun dad. So, and, and you know, it's kind of lost on me because I'm like, no, I'm not trying to do that. But I can see where she comes from. You know, if she were here, and, you know, I, I think this would change the whole aspect of the show. But if she were here, she could give you that opposite side where, you know, she's got to work harder, you know, when she's alone because she's alone longer with the kids. So she probably changes but becomes more of a disciplinarian because she's with them more than me. So she needs to control them, you know, keep them corralled more than more than I do. Should we dial her in? Should we patch her in? Because it'll be it could become like a therapy it, session. That would be amazing. No, she'd be a great guest. Well, we we've got a surprise for you. <laughs> Come bring on, her in. bring her out, Jenna. You know what, what's funny about that is so you know I I realized coming into this that our our situations are really different from one another. But what you're talking about right now, I feel a ton of like I so so I said earlier that my wife is at home. And uh, my kids are at home, and so they cross paths a whole lot more than than I do with them. And so, just just by the sheer nature of of like the amount of time that she spends with them, yeah, she ends up being that person who's okay. Kids, we've got to stop doing this and now do this thing. We've got to keep the schedule moving. You know, we've got to get you to bath. We've got to get you to bed. It's lunchtime. It's time to do this. You know, um, so she ends up dictating a lot of what's happening throughout the day. And then I come home like a half an hour to an hour before bedtime. And I'm like, who wants a tickle fight? You know, and it, exactly. and it, yeah. And I, 
and I, I guess, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty conscious of that because I really don't want to, cause I, I just, I don't want to go down a whole long thing, but I think growing up, I sort of had that a little bit. My mom was kind of like the disciplinarian. My dad was a little bit of the, like, he was kind of on the periphery, not to say that he wasn't involved. He was, uh, I wouldn't necessarily go right to be like, he was the fun guy. We, we always did all sorts of fun stuff together, but, but definitely my mom was the one that, 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 that kind of brought the hammer down when it needed to be, which is a lot with me. But, um, but I, so I'm conscious of that, but at the same time, um, the kids get excited when I walk in the door, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and you, you want to react in a way that reinforces that like there's joy on their face. You don't want to crush it. You don't want to be like, all right, relax, you know, dad's home. Who cares? It's time for bed. You know, you don't want to like, you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, meet them where they are with something that's like that they don't understand. Right. So I get right down on the ground and I'm like, it's time for hugs. Let's do this. Let's do that. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's hard to, um, that's hard to navigate. I've, I've found it difficult. My wife has actually caught on to that. And there, there are times where, you know, like I say on a Thursday night where I don't have to close the restaurant, I'll be home at like seven thirty, seven forty-five. I text my wife sometimes like, Hey, is right now a good time to come home? Mm. And she'll be like, no, because they just went to bed because I'll come home and they'll be like, run out of bed and their adrenaline starts pumping, pumping, pumping. Mm. So I got to like, I'm like, okay, I'll stay at work. The good thing about your restaurant is that there's a beautiful bar with all sorts of beer on tap. So if you need to stay at work an extra 20 minutes, I'm pretty sure there's a great spot to sit. Ah, shucks. Yeah. (laughs) With a beautiful view of the river. It it really is. But, you know, there is that aspect of it where it's, you know, like, oh, darn it. I've I've gotten that text. Yeah. Did you leave work yet? Yeah, I'm just about to take off right now. Okay, well, don't come in the house. Wait till they go to sleep. Don't open the garage door. Wait till they go to sleep. Yeah. 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 And it definitely burns a little bit. It definitely burns. And I, I try to be in the, in the mindset of, okay, I know what, I know exactly why she's saying that. I know what the repercussions would be. And I feel a little shitty about it, but you know, what's, what's best for the overall situation, you know, the the greater good, the what's what's yeah. (laughs) Think of the greater good. Yep. How old are your kids? Uh, my daughter is four years old. She just turned four on the 14th. And then my son is five and a half. Yeah. Pretty, pretty darn similar to Adam's situation. That's right. Which is nice to have such amazing neighbors with kids, such relatively the same age. I feel like that's a show. Building a neighborhood. Building a neighborhood. Welcome back to another episode of Building a Neighborhood. We moved into our house in a neighborhood full of elderly people, and we slowly poisoned everyone so that we could replace them. They're all down in Palm Beach now. (laughs) So I think we've kind of hit, hit on it, but are there positives that you can find in having that time where it's just you with your kids? I find that I have those experiences when I'm with one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. So if, if on, you know, some random Tuesday night, you know, my wife goes off with a friend and, you know, we'll take our daughter, it's when I have one of them, you know, it's, it's difficult at, at their ages when they're together. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't think I've taken both of them ever out to eat by myself. Now that I'm thinking I haven't. You would, be, you would be outnumbered. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a disaster. Do you recall the time that we were at your restaurant and my older daughter, who you know quite well? Um, <laughs> I do remember this, and I didn't think it was that bad. She went over to an area where there were three or four light switches, 
And she just, she just <laughs> flipped a switch for one whole section of the restaurant. You know, and there's probably like a dozen people in there, more, 15, 20 people in there, you know, all kind of confused about what was happening. You know, grand scheme of things doesn't matter. It's funny. But Sounds like in the moment, I was mortified. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't just like get up, walk, walk over there and flip a switch. Like you don't do that. What did she do? What did she do when she flipped the switch? Did she notice that the lights went out? I was think, she like, oh, this does oh, that? Oh, she knew what she was doing. What does this knew. one do? Yeah, she, she knew what she was doing. I mean, right. she knew, she knows what light switches do. Yeah. I don't know if it immediately registered that what she did caused lights to go out in an area of the dining. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. It was it was awesome. But it, and that's a, like such a great example because I was there and I have kids her same age. So even if I didn't know Adam, I would have been like, yeah, dude, you're fine. It's it's okay. In uh, fact, I, I really, I feel bad for you and I'm going to bring, bring you over some poutine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, cause they, yeah, absolutely. I, I see that all the time, but there's situations like yours where you're like, yeah, dude, don't sweat it. And then there's other times where you're like, don't oh, think sweat it. it. Yeah. Sweat that. Just sweat that. Just I wish there was a hand thing that you could give to other parents. Like if you're out and you don't have your kids, I wish there was a hand thing that you could sort of give to parents who are having a terrible time at the particular moment that you're there crossing paths with them, like yeah. at a restaurant, their kids are losing their minds. I wish there was a little hand sign that you could just give to them. That's like, Hey, I totally know what you're going through. Yeah, like, don't like, worry yeah, about, just, don't worry about me. Don't worry about anybody else. Yeah. Just get through it. It's like the Jeep driver. I'm pulling thing. for you. <laughs> the Jeep wave. But wave. in your, in your scenario, does the hand signal have different nuances where one of them is like, I know where you, I, I know where you're at. I feel you. Don't worry about it. And then one of them is like, you got to deal with uh, my, my yeah. kids are, I got a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> I get, so screw you. Yeah. Sorry. Have good fun luck. with that. Good sucker. luck. Yeah. 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 There should be. Yeah. The We're, solidarity look. Mm-hmm. Cause I think sometimes the reason why I say it in all honesty is cause sometimes I look for that in the faces of the people who are around me when I have both kids running in opposite directions in, in a place like a restaurant. You mean empathy? Uh, I guess that's what you call it. Is that what you call it? Is yeah, there a word for it? Do you, or do, are you like me sometimes where you actually look and you look for people like almost looking for a fight <laughs> where you're almost like you, you see an older couple and you just see some, some woman that's got this puss on her face and mm-hmm. you're like, that's because of my kids, isn't it? I mm-hmm. dare you to look over yeah. here one more time yeah. because of the way my kids are acting. I dare you. Yeah. You want to go for a walk, old lady? Yeah. We were walking. You want to break the other side of your hip? <laughs> We were walking on the beach the other day, like what, de- like definitely one of the last warm days of the summer. It's now fall, right? But like we knew it was going to be our last opportunity to go to the beach. So we were walking on the beach and, you know, it was kind of crowded because it was that like last warm day and everybody knew it. And my older daughter, five and a half, was like kind of running alongside us and she sort of like, accidentally sort of cut in front of this like very old woman who was walking on the beach and the woman kind of like, she, she like kind of shook her head like no a little bit and she kind of mumbled something and I was like I think I've met that woman <laughs> probably <laughs> my, my son kicked her oh really did uh, did she have varicose veins <laughs> all over yes <laughs> we called her the spider lady <laughs> you do know this person wow uh, so she she was she kind of she kind of grumbled something and shook her head and I was like oh, come on I mean I didn't say anything to her I would I would never you know be disrespectful like that unless she was like really unless she really like outwardly said something about my daughter but it's like just like 
just get over it. Like she didn't run into you and touch you. She didn't knock you over. Yeah, like, like, sorry, you were born 75 years old. Like yeah. you were once a child. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm certain that you cut somebody off at the beach. Yeah. And it, it was because things are cyclical. It was probably an old woman with also who had <laughs> also, spidery varicose all over her legs and everything comes back around. Yeah. Sure does. Josh, yeah. thank you so much for uh, being our first guest. Thank you guys for having me. I hope I didn't go off on too many tangents. Uh, it was no. it was beautiful. Uh, I love you. I respect you. Thank you for Uh-oh. being here. Will Mark, you tell will you tell your friends about this? I like I told you before we started, I already have. I literally was speaking to my neighbor Dave tonight about it. I said, I'm going to do this awesome thing down in Portsmouth with my our our neighbor Adam. Because yeah. you you've met Dave. Dave swings on your swing set when you guys aren't even home. Yeah. Uh-oh. We, oh, I thought we, it was... I we're, thought sw- I, we're swingers. I thought I was being a tattletale. No, not, no, not at all. <laughs> Believe me, for the amount of times my kids and my dog go into his yard, he can come over and sit on my couch for all I care. Uh, but no, I, I told him that what I was going to do, and he was super intrigued. And I, you know, I hope you guys don't mind. I took some liberties, and I said, I guarantee you at some point they would want you to come down and talk. Jesus. Christ. You can't recruit guests, man. Uh, why not? Do you Aladdin. guys need guests? Because I'm going to make it two or three times. He's fine. I'm lukewarm on him. I don't know if I like him yet. I, I, you can't commit him to I'm. Him. I'm going to tell you. Do you trust me? Yes. Okay. With you're gonna, with, with all that I am. You're going to love Dave. You're going to love him. No, I, I think Dave is great. You sounded just like Aladdin just then. <laughs> Did I? Do you trust me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. There's something weird about that. <laughs> Do you trust me? Mark, I think... Um, I think that's kind of it for episode two of Modern Dadhood. So if everybody could please tell your friends what you like about this show, click on it, listen to it, download it, find us on social media. We uh, thrive on interaction with you. Email us at hey, H-E-Y, not like horse food. Not like the food. At moderndadhood.com. And we'll do our best to get back to you very quickly. Peace be with you. Adios. No, you're supposed to say, and also with you. Oh, I'm, so, you I'm dick. sorry. <laughs> I screwed it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> See you in episode right. three. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>